everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good. How's your weekend going? Good. Haven't really done much. Yeah. Yesterday, I just like chilled all day. (laughs) (laughs) It was like minimal movement. I mean, key, key weekend activity. Honestly, this week was so draining, I think, because I had plans almost every single night except for Monday night. The worst. And then I forgot and I committed to something on Friday and I normally never commit to anything on Friday because like I just know I'm not going to want to do it. (laughs) So yesterday was like a write off. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I hosted an adult dinner party on Saturday. So my first like dinner party at my new house, which was fun. How did it go? Good. It was like, I mean, I do this party every year. So this was the 13th yeah. annual, but like had to scale it back, unfortunately. So only some VIP invites went out. I was going to say like, how did you pick who got I know. to come? <laughs> it was hard to be honest. Like, and I felt, I was like, I even debated, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't post on Instagram. Like I feel kind of bad. Also, I don't know if it was illegal or not. Like I don't really know the rules of how many people you're allowed to have over, but um yeah, it was like, it was just definitely scaled back, but it was good. Um, is this like I'm, a certain group of friends that it typically is held in? Or have you just invited random people throughout the years? Just strangers off the street. Yeah, basically. you're coming. Yeah. No, it started off as my soccer team. Um, so one year, one year, obviously 13 years ago, we decided to enter a 5K Thanksgiving oh, Alzheimer's a trot, trot basically. And one, um, one of our team members won like the early bird prize, which was a catered turkey dinner from the Western hotel. Oh, so like they, you just basically picked it up and it was like a full right, yeah. turkey and like all of the fixings and everything like made. And so we decided to have like a Christmas party and like get fancy. And, um, and so we, we'd got it a couple of years we catered from the West End, and then oh. I was like this is so expensive we don't get that much food I'll just make it and so for the last like I think I've made it nine years now we were trying to figure yeah. that out last night so yeah <laughs> but it's always elaborate I like take I usually take the full day off the day before off of work I mean even like your menu that you sent me <laughs> looks so good I was like, there's a, a written menu that was sent to yeah. people. Like, this is very intense. Yes. So last year we had to do it virtually because um, it was like height of COVID time. Oh, I remember this. And you like yeah. dropped off food, right? Um, so everyone got like basically just choose their own adventure um, for the food options. So they got to like, they filled in like a Microsoft fo- forms basically oh. to say what, what they wanted. And then they picked up the the food um and then went home and ate it while we were on, on Zoom. So, okay. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit better than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, progress was made. Yes. Um, we were in person. So better than, better than nothing, but definitely not like in previous years, I'd have like 40 people. So 10 was, was quite a bit different. So yeah. I think 10 is within the rules. Like you're fine. Yeah. I mean, because number we of households is no, no longer a thing. 
Oh, okay, because I was going to say, I was like, I feel like we exceed household numbers more than anything. Oh, yeah, no, I thought been... they cut that down after, right before Christmas. Okay, because, yeah, we would have been six households. Yeah. Also, we had three kids, so we were technically 13, but... But the kids don't count. That's true. That's okay. true. So... <laughs> Per the rules. Per the rules. So, so yeah. So then today I've just had to like clean up. That's always the worst part is like the dishes afterwards. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do they not stop? So and like it's a formal. So I guess you can't serve it on paper plates. Well, in years past, I would. Have, but... in, in years past, it was formal on paper plates on your lap because I lived in a condo, so there wasn't exactly room for everyone to sit down. Well, so. like I hope you don't have forty dishes. That seems very excessive. Well, I did, I, did, I shouldn't eat, like, I, it's going to be embarrassing to tell these stories, but, like, I basically <laughs> invested over the years in in um, serving wear or food um, serving options yeah. for this event. Like, I have, like, full, like, chafing dishes to keep the food warm. Oh, my God, Jill. Okay, I'm just, like, inviting myself next year, even Honestly. though it's, like, COVID. Yeah. If COVID's done, like, I'm inviting myself. Please, absolutely. Honestly, should have timed it better when you were here. Um, so next year, for sure. I did book um, an impromptu trip back, so... I know, I'm excited for the for Gio's big return. Yes. They better, um, like, wrap him so that he doesn't get COVID or, like, injured or something. I will be so pissed if, like, something happens and he's not playing. Like, I'm going to be so upset. I thought it was funny because at, at one time there was quite a bit of talk of like um, trade deadline options for Geo, yeah. and they're like still front running rumor is that like a trade back to Calgary, yeah. um, and with the like reschedule of the cracking game, like I thought it would have been hilarious if he was traded back to Calgary before he ever even played <laughs> Seattle. So it would have been. I mean, thank God they did that like mini tribute of the preseason that we were so annoyed by, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I get we're going to the second game, hopeful I mean like barring that we get the tickets yeah. um on the twenty first, which I did not realize was an afternoon game because it's a holiday in Canada. Um so, so like excuse me while I just request the day off work to go to hockey. Also, please prepare your eardrums because if you've ever been to an afternoon Flames game, it will be family day at the Flames game. So um, it is like the highest pitch screeching of oh, any oh, team. So I do usually avoid afternoon games. So I did in a moment of weakness, agree to that. Um, <laughs> where that it was an afternoon game. <laughs> because it's for me. Yes. So you're lucky there. Uh, so yeah, I'm coming yeah. back just like, and I, I'm trying like not to explain to work people why I'm going back. Cause it's just like. <laughs> they wouldn't I understand. Like they, I feel like they judge me and, and I don't know how to yeah. take that away. <laughs> yeah. I feel like just be like, it's family day. I needed to see my family. Yeah. I really need to go. <laughs> really haven't seen them enough. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think feel like it's going to be an interesting episode this week because it's been pretty quiet. Um, other than Kim and Kanye's Instagram feud. ongoing feud. <laughs> I just have to say, I mean, I don't really know whose side I'm on. Again, as we've discussed, Kanye likes having a mental breakdown. So I do feel like he just needs help. But I'm thoroughly enjoying that he called her out for being married like multiple times. And it was like, this is my first divorce. I don't know how it works. So basically, Kanye posted on Instagram a couple days ago now saying, 
um, he is looking for advice because his daughter North, who's eight, is on TikTok, and he doesn't feel that um, she should be on TikTok. And yet, like Maddie said, indicated that it's his first divorce, which is an obvious burn on Kim, who's on divorce number three. So good. And honestly, like, that's a valid comment, I feel, about your eight-year-old being on. Like, okay, take away what he's doing in the media world. But, like, that is a valid comment. I actually fully disagree because he had zero problem with them showing up on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So, like, why, why is this audience any different? Like, it's not, like... Like, with the exception of that one time that she went live and got in, like, significant trouble for it. Oh, oh, the content sorry. is no less controlled than what they put out on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So, yeah, I don't know that I fully agree. But but Kim actually commented back, um, posted a story basically being, like, Kanye's, like, attempt at, like, kind of manipulating the situation is, like, pretty – is significantly more damaging than North being on TikTok, which, like, she's got, like, all of the comments disabled and everything. Like, you can't – so all she's really doing okay, is posting. So again, like, I do not watch her TikToks. So. Yeah. It's oh. actu- I actually can't watch them because I feel like I'm having a seizure. It's, like, such, like, fast <laughs> cutaways. And, like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like my goodness. It's it's out of control. But um, but then in response to the comment about the, the divorces, Kim dropped, like, a maybe if Kanye called his third attorney in a year, like, we could have some sort of conversation about like how we're raising our kids. But, but I also liked that she called herself the main provider and caregiver. Yes. And then Kanye like lost it about her calling herself the main provider. Right. Which I mean, she is, but like she was meaning that in a way that like Kanye wouldn't be able to provide for the kids, but like he would like, regardless of who this child ends up with, they have the financial means to support them. (laughs) So it's like, it's continued on today where now Kanye's posted, he posted something yesterday about how, how can this be considered joint custody when Kim will let me take my kids to see my team play in my city, which like I was messaging with a friend about that. And I was like, does he mean the bulls or does he mean like, his personal basketball, like, rec league team. I and, like, hope that's what he means. What he meant. Like, he had some sort of event where you were required to wear black. Like, it was literally, like, you must wear black to attend this event. Okay, and then, and then like, Antonio Brown was there, of, of course. Of course, naturally, um, as de- best friends. And the baby. So, like, all of the best influences you could probably have with your eight-year-old. Um, but, yeah, uh, some sort of, like... Don does b-ball team um apparently North wasn't able to go watch that game was and it like a tournament or just like I, I a little know. rec league game looks like a little rec league game in like cool. a, a fairly big stadium whatever where everyone had to wear black and then obviously Kim has changed her phone number and so then like there's all these screen grabs of like text conversations with supposedly Kim's cousin who is like I'm I know what you mean also where could I buy Yeezys <laughs> Like, it's it's so wild. But, like, honestly, like, forget joint custody. Connie is going to have no custody, and he's going to be in a mental hospital. Right. At where he he should be. He should be. Like, he obviously has, like, a problem, and it's too much. (laughs) Like, it's making, like, the Chloe and Tristan situation look like civilized co-parenting. I'm I'm like, you know what? Go back to Tristan if you want. (laughs) 
great for you. There was, I did see um, the Betches have like a, a Bachelor account. And there was like some post today about how like should Chloe be the Bachelorette basically. Oh gosh. Season. Um, which I would not enjoy because like it... I would prefer just, like, the dramatics of a regular person. Yeah, I don't, I think that Chloe just needs to take a time out and, like, so Lamar is on Celebrity Big Brother and has been, like, talking about how he, like, wants to get back with Chloe. So, like, I mean, I know that wasn't exactly a stable, healthy relationship, but, like, she's got other options. She doesn't need The Bachelorette. I forgot that he was on there, but again, fantastic. Him and Travis Barker's ex on. Yes. And, but I feel like Lamar has always talked about how he wanted to get back with Chloe. Um, yeah, but I don't know that, like, I don't remember maybe not Lamar's publicly. dating history that much, no. but I don't know if he's dated anyone else past Chloe. No, I, but also, like, didn't he almost die? Yeah, he OD'd. Thank you. Yeah. In the brothel. Yes. Oh, God, I forgot about the brothel part. <laughs> Look, they pick classy men. What can we say? I know. I mean. Like, I Scott Disick is looking like a dream. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Like, okay, maybe he had, like, a little coke habit and had to go to rehab. But, like. dates, like, near children, but. <laughs> but look. <laughs> uh, it could be worse. Could be worse. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Man. Yeah, I mean, speaking of like family matters, um, Nick Cannon, I think we mentioned la- maybe last episode that he was expecting. expecting his eighth child, but what we did not mention is that it was with Johnny Menzel's ex girlfriend. Like, thank you for that. Thank you. Nick so that was, a, that was a fun little tie in. Um, but yeah, he's got himself in some hot water here, you know, just having another kid. Um, he's now said he's, he was out of control. Um, and so he's going to be more celibate here. I don't understand um, how you say you're out of control, but then you are pregnant with another, like, you well, should have just she's been- like, she's like eight months pregnant. So he was out of control eight months ago. <laughs> Okay, noted. Yeah. Also, who are these people that continue to sign up to, like, in any way date him and or sleep with him? Well, like, it's one thing to say you're out of control, but, like, you don't have to go to, like, full celibacy. Like, just... Wrap it up. Like, like, (laughs) I I mean, options B here, like... Use the spicy sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, these women, like, what are they... They're just, like, okay with this? And I feel like, do they, uh, like... Are they doing it as a money play? Because, like, hello, ladies, he's out of child support. Like, this guy is going broke on child support, okay? He will never be able to quit America's Got Talent. He will need that income forever. He won't have to pay for is the twins with Mariah Carey. Like, those are the only kids he's not paying child support on. So, like... I don't know. It's like, well, you know what? I don't know that for sure because Mariah, she makes decent money, but it all comes in like two months of the year. (laughs) Her Christmas song is on repeat and hits number one on the charts, but I'm not sure how she does in like April. True. But we hope she has some good financial planning. Yeah. I mean, she was, she was engaged to that billionaire and she had that massive ring, remember? So maybe she got to keep that and she could sell it. If times got tough. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That was what are their names? One. Like Monroe and Monroe, Morocco or something like that? Yeah. Like, okay. So 
By request, um, I was asked to talk about all of Nick Cannon's kids' names because you say that Monroe and Monroco, like, it's outrageous. But then may I just mention powerful Queen Cannon, uh, Golden Cannon, which, like, Golden's maybe not that weird of a name, but when you pair it with Cannon, it, like, takes a takes tank. Um, zillionaire... Zillion, Wait, stop. Zillion Hair Cannon. Stop. Um, or this one, which sounds like a prescription drug that you're getting. Um, Zion M- Meloxidion Cannon. Um, what so, in the world? You know, it's Monroe and Moroccan don't sound that wild when you get down no. to, to Zillion Hair and Zion and stop. Powerful Queen. I just cannot. That upsets yeah. me so deeply. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. Like, I guess when you have eight kids, like, you just flip through the dictionary at this point and pick out words. But right, bit wild on, on his naming strategies there. Like, what if he just happened to, like, have a ninth kid with a girl and she's like, well, I just want to name him, like, John. Like, <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> That's not going to fly with me. It's just not going to happen here. So... We need something that shows my status. Yes. Like, just nothing like powerful queen. (sighs) Speaking of queens. Speaking of um, queens. (laughs) Segway nailed it. (laughs) Um, The queen of England. Yeah. Truly the only queen that matters. um, Has come out and said that... First off, we should congratulate her because she is celebrating her 70th year on the the throne here. That um, is wild to me. Yeah. It's like, like, she basically started as, I think she was 25-ish when she took the the throne over from her father, so... Um, so my dad and I, when I was in Calgary, we went to, like, the Curry Barracks, um, they have, they turned, I don't know what used to be like the officer's mess hall into a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and they have like a hotel in there and everything. So we went there for dinner and they actually, that's the place where, which is hard to think of that this place existed like 70 years ago in Calgary, but where she stayed one trip, like she came before she was queen to Calgary and oh. stayed like at that hotel. Um, I don't remember that part being featured on the crown. Oh, well, <laughs> I remember her trip to Africa, but I don't remember the, the one to Calgary. Just not, not memorable enough. No. I mean, she was in Africa when her father, the king, died. So maybe they, that's why they yeah. featured it more. But I don't remember the Calgary trip in, yeah. in season one. So, <laughs> so anyways, very interesting. Yeah. But she has come out and apparently said that she would love for Camilla to be queen when um, Charles becomes king. Yeah. So traditionally what happens is when someone, um, is heir to the crown, like, um, like Queen Elizabeth was, their spouse does not automatically become the queen or the king. So that is why like Prince Philip was still known as Prince Philip, not King Philip. Um, and Camilla, I don't think she was allowed to be queen because of the divorce situation with Charles and Diana, but also like she isn't inherently a, like, that's not yeah. the, the rule. So Queen Elizabeth has published basically the statement saying that she would very much like when Charles succeeds her in, in, in as the, the King of England, um, Camilla being known as the, the queen consort. And 
There's been a lot of rumors over the last like six months or so that Queen Elizabeth actually has passed away and they just didn't want to say anything because um, they really wanted to, her to get to this 70th anniversary. It'd be the first like King or Queen of England ever to do so. Are they just going to like weekend at Bernie her? for this? Like, Because there hasn't been any like public appearances. Like the ones that she typically, yeah, like yeah. the ones that she typically makes during the holiday season, um, you know, they either used COVID or she had like some other health complications. And so like, she like literally hasn't really been seen. And so, and I was like, that's stupid. Of course she's not dead. But then the statement comes out that she wants Camilla to be <laughs> queen. And I was like, she's fully dead. Charles wrote that statement. Because it, <laughs> It is shocking because I've heard that she doesn't like Camilla. Yeah. I mean, and no one likes Camilla. So like no. not surprising. Except for, except for Charles. Except for Charles. Which but. like, honestly, okay. I guess like he had an affair with Diana and everyone loves Diana. So like, yeah, everyone Camilla him. kind of did get like a rough go of it because but, like, like he really Diana. stuck through with it. So he must've like really liked this lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. But or maybe yeah. he just felt obligated to marry her because, like, eh. I mean, perceptions, perceptions. But, um, but yeah, I mean, supposedly Queen Elizabeth is alive. Um, you know, I hope that she stays living because I'm not. Me I don't too. know. Like, other than like the fact that, like, I think we all get a holiday if she passes away. I'm pretty sure there's Uh-oh, like a, what? a free day. Well, I know okay. the UK does for sure. Things like shut right down. I'll need to be working in Canada at that time. Yeah. But then they have to like reprint all of our money, right? Like, because it all has the Queen Elizabeth like head on it. Can we just keep it as a um, a memoir to her? Um, No. They have to like, the the mint has to like reprint all of the money with with King Charles's um, like bust on it. Oh my God. And then we're going to have that for like 10 years and then he's going to die and it's going to be William. Yeah. But if you like, like it's there are a few I've I've seen them like pennies more often than anything, but yeah, I do remember seeing some like coinage that had like King George was that his father's name? Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, like his head on it before, like obviously very old money kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna but, have yeah. to get like a twenty and keep it, you know, yeah. just in case. Like probably one of each, really. I don't know, like right. I hope, um, like, it'll obviously take years for, like, it to get out of circulation. circulation. So, like, we might have, like, like, the Queen, Charles, and Will in circulation all at the same time, depending on the situation, but. I hope when it becomes Will, it's just, like, a family portrait. (laughs) Not just him. (laughs) Like, do they use, like, his old hairline or his, like, current (laughs) hairline? I mean, it's probably the cheap, cheaper to like print it with his current hairline. There'd be right. less like, like sure. lines on the on the printing press needed, kind of thing. But, uh. Yeah, um, uh. I don't know. I'll have to. I should. I should do some more research in preparation for when she passes on. Like what yes. happens in? Please I like. Know. I've heard quite a bit about it. Like what happens in England when the monarch like dies, but I don't necessarily know what happens in like. Um, like and you the know how British have, Commonwealth like, states yeah. kind of thing. You know how we have like Victoria Day, obviously for like Queen Victoria. Yeah. Right. Like, why don't we have any other King Days? And will we get a Queen Elizabeth Day? Well, I, f- I feel like that's what's. Well, that's the thing that I need to understand more is like, mm. will we like decide to part ways with the monarch when Queen Elizabeth passes away? Like, are we at the point uh, now where we? cut ties or like do we continue it i don't i don't know how that works yeah. so 
Who knows? Yeah. Fascinating. Um, well, I what, hope she's alive. Yeah, me too. But um, one place where they won't be talking about the uh, the political situation is at the Olympics because it's really just Putin and the Chinese <laughs> president there. So <laughs> not a lot of politics going on down at, over at the Olympics. And guess what? Did anyone notice that those politicians were missing? No. <laughs> nobody cares that they were there in the first place. I mean, I haven't watched the opening ceremonies yet, primarily no. because I was really disappointed that I didn't get to see Biden Tr- and, and Trudeau. Trusty Trudeau. Like, Trudeau, <laughs> he honestly probably should have gone because he would have gotten out of the excuse of not talking to the trucker rally. No, um, but he was, <laughs> don't worry, he got fake COVID for that, so don't worry. But you only have to isolate for five days. And, like, I fully don't think he should acknowledge or, like, like participate in any sort of conversations with that rally. But at least right. if he was in China, he could have been like, sorry, I'm busy. I'm on the other side of the world. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> Not my problem. Figure it out. I'll, I'll be back when the Olympics are done. Yeah. And I might, he- see the, I might see for the Paralympics if this isn't wrapped up by that point. <laughs> May never come back. Just I'm hanging out here. And I'm going to get COVID in China, so I have to stay there for five weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm getting COVID-22 over here. Not even COVID-19 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like wild but that being said the olympics are going on i haven't watched a i watched the moguls and i've watched like the snowboard cross which i find fascinating yeah yeah we're on only like day three of it now i believe so it's it's still pretty early there hasn't been a lot of medals given out um canada has won a silver for michael kingsburg which was a little bit like obviously he was expected to win the gold but like i mean any medal is amazing any position in Olympics is amazing but he definitely he lost by very few points like yeah point something something I think like not even one point so yeah and then we also have a a bronze medal as well and I'm blanking in which Uh, speed skating skating, yeah long distance female yes don't know anything more (laughs) well I know that we had a we had a wipeout in the short track speed skating um okay so that um and that was like a position that we were kind of expected to yeah contend for um but yeah isabel weidman won bronze in the women's 3000 meter speed skating um which in 3000 meters is more just like casual skating it's not really speed skating because you're (laughs) (laughs) very long distance but, um, I struggle watching those ones like until the last little bit. And also it's the same kind of, I find with the swimming long distance, cause there's always like one or two people that are way out. There's no excitement going to that end. Like you don't know whose fingertippy tips are touching. Alec. I know. Okay. You know? So, you know, you know what I wish though? Like when, when we watch like marathon running, they don't go in a circle. Like, they don't run 45 million laps around the track. Correct. Because but, no one would enjoy that. But why do we do that for, like, long track speed skating? Yeah. Like, why couldn't they, like, find a lake or something and have them, like, skate around in, like, a scenic location where... Perhaps I don't know. Italy should hire us for the next game. Maybe. Like, like, I just think that... I mean, I know that's not how it goes anywhere, but yeah. I just think for some of the, like, distance stuff, it would be maybe a bit more like and don't word like i would i know and like how do you count like remember how many laps you've done you'd be like oh my god this is the last lap i gotta push it then you're like wait i got like seven more to go literally i would have no clue like yeah 
Um, like that being said, I don't know if they could do it outdoors because it looked like the weather was pretty warm in some places. Like I had seen okay. the um, the like bobsled or the luge track was basically a water slide because it was like melting so rapidly, which is wild. And I know this makes me sound like so stupid, but it looked so cold wherever they're doing the moguls, and I was like, I did not know that China got this this cold like well it would be like in a mountainous area right yeah so I mean it's it's like I think of when it was held in Calgary and you had activities within the city and then you had activities in like Nakiska and the mountain range kind of thing so but um, they looked very cold so that's upsetting that the wind is like not great we do have um three contenders in the snow the men's snowboard cross um, tonight. Is that the tonight. one Mark, Mark McMorris is in? Yeah, Mark McMorris yeah. and um, Sebastian something with a T. Okay. And Max Perot, I believe, are the three that made it. I um, still think it's absolutely wild that Mark McMorris is like, like, like after that, yeah, like after that whiteboard that he had, and then he was able to compete in the Olympics, like, right? Like, right. It's just wild how he, like, they recovered. like showed images again last night of it. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god!" And um, the one of the other guys, I think Max, he just recovered from cancer like seven months ago. That's crazy. So it's, it's like everyone should be cheering for them. I don't care what country no. you're from, but everyone should cheer for them. I saw like I saw something not long ago where it talked about how like sports in the Summer Olympics are measured by. Um, like how many injuries you get in them. So like gymnastics being a bit more dangerous, um, things like that, where winter Olympics is measured by like people dying because like the sports are so aggressive. Like you, you know, you think about like, I mean, there was that, just, yeah, like the skeleton or like, or skeleton, you know, yeah. Mark McMorris, like, I mean, that, that wasn't in the Olympics, but it was training at that level. Yeah. And like the significance that these people could have, even like, um, like in the women's hockey, like uh, yeah. Brianna Decker for the U.S., who's like an assistant captain, like a star player, like sounded like out. a pretty catastrophic injury to her leg. Yeah. Um, you know, and and like absolutely, like injuries can happen if you were playing basketball in the Summer Olympics for you know same kind of thing. But yeah. but definitely the sports in the Winter Olympics are at like a bit more oh, of an way extreme, higher, way higher. Yeah, I um, but, you know, like even if you think of like skating versus running like comparable in terms of like what you're doing but like one of them you have like death blades on your feet <laughs> well, and I was gonna say you can do barefoot <laughs> the Canadian Paris team were was in a crash in their practice yeah and um like the girl seemed a little bit injured like her she seemed like her butt was hurt so hopefully just like maybe a tissue um, I didn't really read further, but saw the clip, but like, okay, <laughs> not to make light of it, but like, so the crash happens, she gets up, she's like skating around, clearly trying to like skate it off. Mm-hmm. And you can tell she's not like severely injured. <laughs> like three medical people in like full on hats basically <laughs> run out and then one guy runs out with a stretcher and it's like dude she's walking like, <laughs> we don't need to stretcher her off like she's fine but they're in like like I know they're not paper in the hospital but they look like those like paper gowns yeah <laughs> it's, like fully done I was like oh my god who would have thought this is like the world that we're living in I know. 
I will say that the TikTok content from this Olympics is not quite the same as the uh, as the the Japan games there in the summer. Um, yeah, that one rugby player from the U.S. like really carried the content. Yeah, yeah, Alana Mar, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still get a lot of her videos. They're they're not quite as exciting here now, but um, but most of the the content I've seen has just been around their Lululemon outfits, yeah. which I there are elements of of the stuff I like, but. All I can think about is how freaking hot they must have been walking to the ceremonies because, like, they're in like full parkas. Yeah. Like, some of it, sure, you're outside, kind of thing, but largely indoors. Yeah. These ceremonies. So and... I do have some of the pieces, not those extravagant pieces. I have like leggings with the Canadian, like the maple leaf on it, and then I yeah. have a sweater that says like Canada on the back, but. If you go into Lululemon, they do sell those parkas all the way to the ground that, like, you have the option to, like, zip off at your knee. And I'm like, these are – no one's going to wear this in real life. Like, nobody. Well, I feel like I can't even wear anything celebrating Canada right now because I don't want to be construed for someone who's, like, participating in this trucker rally. <laughs> so, like, I see cars driving around with a flag and I'm like, Olympic fan or hillbilly redneck? I don't know. Like – oh dear so it's been it's been very tough I want to show my support for team Canada but I I just can't I like I can't wear anything Canadian right now so it's it's tough um one like kind of uh end of a career that's coming during the Olympics is Sean White has announced this will be his final competition ever so um obviously it was like huge in bringing snowboarding to the Olympics. I think that half the half pipe event and Mm -hmm. like has like dominated it. Um, so we'll be sad to see him exit, but like hopefully, you know, can, can put down some good runs here for the, the end of his career. He's dating, um, vampire diaries or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And someone was like, did you bring, is she at the Olympics? And I was like, uh, no one's allowed. No one can go. Yeah. <laughs> Have you missed like, the news? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of other sports content because no. um, the Olympics is just starting. Obviously, the Super Bowl is next weekend, so there's no football news here and on. Um, I did watch the skills competition for the NHL All-Star Game, and I have to talk about my favorite part of it. Okay, please do. So it was held in Vegas, and so they were trying to like trot out some of the like you know, kind of things about Vegas. Like they did some activities on the strip. Um, they did like a, uh, like an accuracy shooting type of okay. thing in the Bellagio fountain. Like they were literally on floating pads in the fountains kind of oh. thing. Um, basically like, like you've played top golf or whatever, right. Where you have to like hit yeah. it into certain pods kind of things. So, like they have to do that. And then um, there was one kind of sort of, they brought like a magician out and oh. part of part of the magician's act was he selected um, Jonathan Marcheseau from the Vegas Golden Knights, who was a last minute add to the All Star Game, and he was supposed to help determine who the Pacific Division as the home team was going to play in the first game because they basically do the, like there's four divisions. They do two and two, and then the winner of each plays for the final. So. Oh my god! So they do this little card trick, and then he picks. However, the card trick ends. There's like a piece of paper, and it shows like which division um, the Pacific is supposed to play. And so 
Marchessault <laughs> opens this piece of paper and he cannot pronounce the word on it to the point that the magician had to like look over and read it. <laughs> and he, the word is the Metropolitan Division. Like not exactly difficult. Which like, but you must, honestly, like, right. We don't really refer to the divisions as much as no, we used to but, kind of thing. But you've had to have heard it at some point. I mean, it's been around now for like five-ish plus years probably. Yeah. Like, like how you couldn't stumble your way like like it's not like there's they all start with the same letter and you could like it was no. straight up like I was like is he illiterate like can he literally not read words like if what if it had said the like central division would he have struggled like I don't know what would have happened there but it was by far the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> oh, oh, oh well I was watching The Bachelor this week catching up and like this guy was The Bachelor was on a date and he's like yeah you know like the other week when you were saying that it really expedited I don't even know what that means and I was like stop <laughs> you went to college like how do you not know what this means like I would not have allowed that to air. Like this situation was live. It was a little hard for him to stop to it. But if I was the bachelor, I would have been like, um, you can't use that footage. Absolutely not. Like cut this. Yeah. But it's just concerning. Also, I just realized that the Pro Bowl for the NFL is also in Vegas this weekend. So like yeah. wild weekend in Vegas for sports. Yeah, like Derek Carr um participated in Okay, so they had there's one um, skills competition they do every year and it's the breakaway challenge and basically the, the players are like encouraged to, to use like their full creativity like you probably remember Patrick Kane as Superman um, oh yeah, yeah I'm trying to think oh the one where like um, Jacob Voracek like held Johnny Gaudreau like he was a child yes. like, those memorable moments and so first up comes Alex Debrinkat and he's dressed as like Alan from the hangover. And so he's got like the baby on his front and then he comes out with like three other guys. And so they're meant to be like the other three members of the hangover, except they weren't exactly because they had one guy who was dressed up like Mike Tyson and he was like dragging like a stuffed tiger. But then Derek Carr came out as like one of the guys. And basically the like breakaway competition was he threw the football to Debrinkat. He caught it. And then like, put it onto the ice and then like shot the football in instead of the puck. Got it. Okay. But so like that was pretty good, but then it was followed up by Trevor Zegris from the the Ducks who did yeah. probably the best move I've ever seen in a skills competition. That was wild. He came out as like the average Joe's from dodgeball and like, so in the full outfit and then he had his teammate, John Gibson put the blindfold over his eyes. Like, like again, like what Vince Vaughn's move in, in dodgeball and then he like skated the puck while all of the mascots came out and literally threw dodgeballs at him. Again, he's blindfolded and he has the puck. He does a spin he move. Does, the puck is like glued to his stick. He does like multiple spin moves with like this like scores on, I think it was um, Wyatt Russell, um, Kurt Russell's okay. kid who played, who was in the movie Miracle maybe he's played in quite a few like any hockey movie made in Hollywood he's stars in it but he so literally scores this thing is absolutely amazing shortly after that Jack Hughes comes out with like a magic trick with like that he brings a child out on the ice and they recreate his um, moment when he scored in overtime like a couple months back and threw his stick into the the stands and like so like these these three are like super creative hilarious then um 
Petrangelo comes out, who is like plays for Vegas, obviously some some bias coming into play here. And he like brought out like a drum line, which was great, but like he didn't play any of the drums. He literally had just taped no. like um glow in the dark glow sticks to his jersey. The lights weren't even off, so it didn't even do anything. <laughs> and like didn't even score. He literally missed the breakaway and they awarded him the win. And I was like, no, I saw one. No. I saw one tweet that said um, that Zagres's move was like the equivalent of like Vince Carter's through the legs dunk. Like that's that was the moment that like really changed the perception of basketball drills skills kind of thing. Like yeah. that kind of move. And they were like, this was the NHL's I mean, Vince Carter wild. moment, and they didn't even select him as the winner. Like they picked right. someone who didn't even score in the challenge over the guy who's blindfolded, getting yeah. balls thrown at him scores like if you haven't seen the goal go and watch the the this competition and like tell me I'm wrong well he did so he also I think I sent you this clip where he's like on the ice in warm-ups and it's like him and a few other players the the goalie for Anaheim John Gibson yes was like oh hey I'll pay you five hundred dollars to go do the worm in the center of the ice he was like, no, like, I'd need at least $50,000 to do that. And some other guy is just like, no, nah, man, like, think of all the endorsements you'll get after you do that. It's totally worth $500. I like the ballpark they play in. Like, no, I need $50,000. Like, someone offered me $500 to do anything. I'd be like, sure. For sure. Sign me up. So, so then he goes to, like, Gibson and is like, okay, you go do it. And he's like, no, I'm a goalie. Like, I can't do the work. I got pads on. <laughs> Um, I was like, man, I would have done that for 500 bucks. Come on. I mean, easily. Yeah. So um, in other NHL news, though, there's some more rumblings of additional lawsuits coming for the the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, From a university of I forget who. Yes. But some university players. I think it sounded like three more players potentially. And then I also had seen that um, a couple agents are now recommending against their their. their players signing with the Blackhawks in like, it's not wow. necessarily the organization a young kid should be going to because of these situations. I mean, at so. this point, like it's kind of marred at this point for a little bit. Like, I, I mean, I know that they cleaned house and like, well, you, they did. Oh. I mean, it's still the same owner. And like, you can't tell yeah. me that the owners didn't know about a situation that severe. Right. Right. Speaking of lawsuits, like, I'm going to need the former coach of the Miami Dolphins to also write a (laughs) a tell-all with Robert G3 because he dropped some bombshells this week after he, I mean, I assume he didn't get any head coaching. The Dolphins fired him after, like, not a horrible season, and it sounded like people were shocked that that he was fired, like, all over the news, and then he's basically sued the... NFL overall plus three teams. So this is Brian Flores, um, who he basically alleged that the there's three teams and the NFL who were like colluding against him being offered the um, head coaching role. Um, Largely, I think it sounds like racism as kind of the the crux there for his his claim. But he's also come out and said that in the 2020 season, which the number one person coming out of that year in the draft was Tyler or um, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. So like, if you lost that season, you were getting Trevor Lawrence. He, he came out and said that he was offered by the Dolphins GM or owner, 
$100,000 for every loss that season. And Miami started 0-7 and and then I think won like five in a row, something like that. So they didn't end with the losing, obviously the losing record. He goes to the Jags. Mm And it's like I need a lot of details on this. Like, so he's so he sued the NFL. He sued the Dolphins, um, and then he's also sued the Broncos and the Giants. Um, yeah. So he did interview for the Giants, but I guess the NFL has a rule, and it's called the Rooney Rule. And basically, it requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. So, oh, so he's basically saying they only interviewed me because I'm a minority, but they had like no. Yeah, he alleges it was like a shit. He said it was a sham interview and that um, he, he was in dif- disbelief and humiliated in entertaining wow. the interview. But so now this is a little bit of an aside, but any minority? Like, can I get an interview? Like, can I? <laughs> hmm. Do I want to run a team? Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't, I'm not, like, racial minority, absolutely not, but, like, female coach? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, the the NFL. Maybe to coach the Giants. Like. No. Maybe harder than the Jets, but, like, not that hard. (laughs) No, because the Jets, you have the butt fumbles. Yes. We don't want to deal with that. Um, But the NFL has come out, like, they haven't said it's in response to this. Well, it's in response to this. As if they're going (laughs) to say anything. Like, they've still been sitting on the Colin Kaepernick race situation for how many years, alleging that, oh, he's just not qualified to play. It has nothing to do with race. Like, which is... A whole other issue. He's getting, I think someone's doing like a documentary. I read recently because I follow him on Instagram, like some documentary. And what happened to him is awful. Like, awful. Unfair. Absolutely. And um, so the, the NFL has basically come out and said like, oh, we do need more, you know, diversity in those higher up positions. Like we really have no diversity in any senior leadership, whether it's within the NFL itself yeah. or the team. Well, you basically have, like, Mike Tomlin. Like, right. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's – it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah. Like, you know, and, and also if anyone else, like, joins the lawsuit. Like, generally when these kind of things happen, it's not an isolated incident. Yeah. Or if it is, it makes it a lot harder to prove that's a racial, racial situation. Yeah. And you're not just, like, you know, maybe not qualified or whatever. So if other people start speaking out that they were off, also offered sham interviews or – or not even getting interviews, like, be curious to see what, what happens in, yeah. in that circumstance. Well, and the NFL's getting pushed to release the Washington Commanders. They finally yes, have a name. Yes, they finally picked a name. <laughs> Which, I find it was funny, Barstool Sports posted a video um, of, like, the Washington, their arena had already hung, like, these Washington Commanders banners, like, in window view, <laughs> like, a day or two before the announcement. Um but yes, not the most so, discreet. No. So the NFL has basically come out and said, we can't release that unless like the commanders say that we can, which I think is bogus, but again, not a lawyer. So <laughs> yeah. So lots of updates for us to come here. Um, I think next week we'll probably be, we should probably record post Super Bowl so we can talk about how that, Correct. How that went down, but going for the Rams. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at yet. I haven't fully decided, but maybe we. I mean, Burrow is hilarious. I do find him really funny, and like 
I don't want to cheer against him, but I just Matt Stafford. But I, I think we should not. put a poll up on our on our Instagram to see what yes. what everyone's cheering for. But yeah, it'll be post Super Bowl. Um, NFL will be or NHL will be just getting back going. Some more Olympics updates to to happen, and and you know maybe Kanye will be committed. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Please, <laughs> and maybe the Queen will have passed. We don't know. So who knows? Who knows? Camilla's the new Queen. Yeah, tune in next week for all these updates. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye, Jill. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.